Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, we're recording. Okay. So we're going to go in three, two... One, Lions Lounge Lockdown, episode 15. Dave Savage. Dave, thanks for joining us, mate. No problem, mate. Pleasure. Looking forward. Uh, as I said to you off, off, off screen, just before we started, you come very highly recommended, so no pressure. <laughs> we'll have a go, mate. We'll have a go. <laughs> Join Millwall in 1994. Uh, yep. to 1998, 133 appearances, six goals. Uh, most notably, a very famous one at Chelsea. Before we get into the interview, and we spoke again off camera, I just want to say before to the viewers, there might be stuff we missed, but don't hold it against us because in that four years, mate, you saw you saw your fair share of managers, uh, players, um, ups, downs, uh, FA Cup runs, administration. So we'll we'll try and cover it all. Yeah, yeah, and, no uh, problem, mate. We'll try and get through it. So you obviously joined in 1994. Big Mick McCarthy uh, sold the Millwall dream to you. How did he do yeah. that? I'll tell you, be honest, mate. He didn't. He didn't really have to deal with selling. So I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd gone back home after. Uh, an apprenticeship at Brighton, Brighton and Albion. So they they'd gone in, they'd nearly gone bust Brighton. Um, so all the apprentices and everybody got released. So I'd gone home for a year, and to be honest with you, with, with the intentions, I thought I can go home and and earn a few quid playing back in Ireland and sort of maybe have a decent career back there. So I wasn't sort of thinking, it, it, you know, I could I could have a crack at it again. But uh, I had a, I had a pretty good season back there and 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 got the divisional player of the year and that and and and. I got I got a phone call to say, Millwall, I want to have a look at you. So I came over, played against QPR in a resi game, um, and they and they offered me a I think it was only a year contract after that offered me a year. But to be honest with you, mate, I'd I'd I'd, I'd, I'd have signed a six month thing. I'd I'd, I'd I'd have come to you know they just paid me expenses. I'd, I'd have come just you know for another yeah, for another yeah, crack yeah. at it. So it didn't really need much selling, but. I mean, it was it was unbelievable quality at the club at the time. It was it, there were some really really good players. So you could, when I was on trial and I trained a couple of times at the force team, it was like, you know, it, it, and they just got beaten the playoffs the year before. So it, you know, yeah. still, still the, it was still the core of that that team that were there. You know, I thought I can force my way in here. Yeah, so it didn't really need much um, need much selling, mate. It was a really good team there. It was a very very good team. Um, and, and I was just desperate to get back playing, desperate to get back and have another crack at it. Yes, you came over, um, quickly established yourself as a first-team player. A time at a club when there was there was so many players at that club, so many players. A, a big Irish contingent as well when you got there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. K- uh, Kenny, Kenny, Tony, Mark, uh, Mark. Um, yeah, so we, it was it was it was quite easy to set. It was good lads as well, mate. It was it was quite easy to to, to sort of acclimatise in. Um, obviously, with them lads there, but they had a culture where they'd go and have a beer, and you know, you quite you quite easily to integrate in pre-season. I played. I mean, there was some high-profile pre-season. We played Porto. Uh, I think it was Real Social that it might be at the den, like so. I was playing against junior football teams like four months earlier, and I'm, you know I'm rolling out against Real Sociedad and things like, you know it was it was really you know sort of pinch yourself time like so, um but yeah some some really good lads at the club and, and settled in really well. I say me and Mark became pretty close, obviously similar type of age, so so yeah, it climatised really well early on. Yeah. What was your first impressions of London? What was it like for you? Was it a big difference from from uh, from Longford Town? Well, I, I played for long for Dan, but I was I was I'm actually a Dublin boy, so so I, I I've, I'm not far outside the the city centre. So, but it was still it's still a much it was a much different vibe than, than Dublin. You know, Dublin sort of um, it was pretty laid back in terms of you know, and there was now London was like a million miles an hour. You know, you you'd go in and and it, it, there was a different different type of banter and stuff like that. You know, it was quite coarse. You know, like coming across. I mean, I'd been I'd been an apprentice, but it was nothing like. The banter at a London club, like it was, you know, what I mean, it was, it was another level. So, um, <laughs> yeah, a changing room was like, yeah, you know, every everyone, like you've been in there, you know, Alex, Andy, Roberts, you know, the Rhino, you look proper, and they they they've been around. So, you know, them sort of coming from that generation of, you know, so it was like, you know, you had to be sort of pretty thick skinned in there, like you know, I didn't obviously coming over from Ireland, my my club, I got it a lot, you know, <laughs> I was only on trial, I was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it was good. It integrated really well. So, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, it was. It was quite easy to sort of find your way in. The year before you came, we just missed out on the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then the year you came was obviously. What was the expectation? Was we expecting to go close again? Ninety four, ninety five. That would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, it was, and I think for for a lot. I mean, it, it, it's obviously a long time ago now, but. I think for I think for large parts of the season we we were in and amongst and maybe so obviously the cup runs were in amongst that but I think we were sort of maybe in and around the shake up in 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 January February March I'm I'm not I'm not too sure we had we had a we had a we had a bad start I remember we had it no we we won we won at home we drew away we won at home and then we went on a really we went on a really poor run of form you know leading up before the cup run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was funny because I remember Mick, Mick, Mick organ or Mick took us up to the West End. We organised. He said, "Look, so we're getting out. You know, we, we, we've had a, we had a, we lost a couple of games. We're going out together." So I was okay. We went up to the. I can't remember the bar anyway. We were in the West End, and uh, one of the lads, I can't remember who it was. Something happened. Something happened about. I think I think there was a, a girl going up the stairs towards the toilets, and one of the lads, went, you know, like she had she had a skirt on or something like it was something happened like that. But she come back down and. She told her boyfriend, oh, no. and they're, and they're, they're my band. There's, there's there's nine or ten of them in the bar, so he's come over and effing a blood fucking girl. So a couple of lads are going, what the fuck? It's all about. So yeah, I can have an outside. So anyway, Mick came down and said, went over to try and square it with the geezer, you know, to sort it out and say, look, lads, have, lads are on the night out, had a, had a few beers, and you know, nah, bollocks, we, we, you know, we're sort of having it, but you won't, won't having it. So funny <laughs> stuff. Mick came back over and went, look, I ain't having it. If it goes off outside, we're all in it together. So I'm saying, what? 
I was a professional football club, but it was the day before social media and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So you wouldn't have get. I'm thinking, going to be going out and out and the cobbles out there. You know, look, so, so, I'm like, this is happening, like, you know, so, the lads are still looking. so anyway, the geezers come on and it, it got sorted in the end. But that was the type of, that was the type of atmosphere at, at Club Yowie, if it's, if it's going off, well, going off together. Yeah, we're all in, like, nobody's, you know, so, but it was like, you know, you have a perception of a football club where you have, like, you know, but it, it, that, that's what it would have been like everywhere, real real togetherness, do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. was, uh, it was an eye-opener, you know, to sort of think, like, that that could have happened, you know, I think we were willing to go on a tear up on the street. Like, was that, who, was that, who, was, who was willing to lead the charge there? Well, there was a few in there, like, like Rhino, mate, Rhino, you know, you'd Rhino, uh, I, don't th- I don't think, I don't think Pat was there, uh, Gavin Maguire might have been still there. There was a few, mate, that could look after themselves. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't have fell short, mate, and it went off up there. But, uh, yeah, it never happened. But, yeah, we had a few. There was a, there was a few a few tough ones there, mate. You know, there was, like, mm. lads, who, lads who'd been, been the course and, and, and who, could, who could look after themselves. Like. So you came to the club in 94, 95. 93, 94, we went close. And I think we was expecting to go close again, which we didn't. We ended up finishing twelfth. But the season will always be obviously remembered uh, in Millwall folklore for the for the FA Cup run. Um, but before that, I, I'm just asking you a question because it says also I don't remember this. Maybe because obviously the FA Cup run so etched in my memory. We did well in the uh, League Cup, but not in the Forest at home or something, didn't we? Do you know what, Dan? That that that's that's probably the biggest disappointment for me in our season because because we, we we lost to Swindon. Right. In the quarter final, and we, I think we'd beaten Swindon already. They they weren't doing fantastic. They they weren't doing particularly well. That was a, for me when I look back. That was a real opportunity to get to a semi final of a of a major competition. I'm, I'm I remember going up there. We fully expected, you know, maybe maybe with an eye on it, you know, semi final of a major competition here. And um, they do, they done us convinced. They done us three one. Um, mm. and you know, it's a funny story about that night actually. Do you remember, remember Fjortov, the centre-forward? Yang Fjortov. He used to do the aeroplane celebration. Yeah. He, he scored a goal. And I don't know whether he meant to cross it or not. He, 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 done a, he was out wide and he'd done a little bit of magic. And, he, and he, he almost like he crossed it in, but it bent in and it curled in over Casey's head in the top corner. And he'd done this celebration in front of the dugout. And Mick was spitting feathers like So we, we, we've come in at half-time. Mick's obviously done the team talk about getting back into it and then he's gone and by the way if anyone gets half a chance fucking get through him fucking let him have one so we've gone out on the pitch there's, there's a lot of things that Mark Kennedy can do pretty well tackling's not fucking one of them yeah, yeah. so he was over by the dugout Fjortoff near the Swindon dugout and he's passed but so late to tackle Mark's come flying in up, upended him he's gone up in the end and Mark slid off the pitch and Steve McMahon has got up to to get hold of him so with that mix out, Stewart's are on, old Bill, there's like a med players are in them. And I remember, never forget it, Mick had a hold of him like that, up by the collar, and he was ragging him a bit, and he said to him, me and you in your fucking office, lock the door, best man walks out. And I, I tell you what, mate, it, I've never seen, he, he was scared, Stephen Mann's a bit of a hard man, had reputation, he was scared, yeah. mate. He was like, oh, mate, you know, like... <laughs> But Mick is gone. The only old glaze over. <laughs> gone, mate. God, absolutely, it's gone. Oh, mate, he was. It was going, mate. The play, it was old Bill pulling them off. He was. 
Fucking brilliant. So, so yeah, obviously, and then that was a disappointing turnout in the League Cup, but the FA yeah. Cup was just was just a dream. The Arsenal game, uh, the home game, did you play? Because I don't think you, you didn't play at Highbury, did you? Played in the home game. Home yeah. game was a pretty non-event, really. I can't remember much happening in the, in, in the home game. Uh, I was on the bench in the away game. I come on. Do you know what, mate? I had a chance when I come on. And you know, you look back at look back at things because the FA Cup for me was when I was when I was a kid growing up. I don't know whether. You Dan probably come to when you were a teenager that was starting to probably lose its. Oh, it's massive, uh, it's massive. Yeah. In this day, and age, it's not yeah. so much. Yeah. When, I, when I was a kid, it was. Mm. I mean, I can remember more about FA Cups as a kid than I, than I can about league wins and stuff like that. So it was it was huge for me, and uh, I remember turning up at Highbury because you know, Highbury is a magnificent stadium. There's something magical about that, you know, the history of it. And I had a chance towards the end, and I, I went down, and I, I got caught between crossing it, and I pulled it wide in the end, and I was I was fuming after. I thought, many chances are you going to get to score? <laughs> I scored fucking two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was I, I thought that's it. You'll never get another chance to score at you know a big stadium, a big ground. I was I was livid with myself. I should have done what Sparky done. I could put my laces through it. Do you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, no, I was I was I was livid. I thought, and then obviously two weeks later we get to go to the bridge and. Or a month later, because it was a replay. Yeah, obviously, again, again, the home game against Chelsea was pretty much non-eventful, wasn't it? Yeah. And then yeah. the away game, um, I've been posting that a lot, actually, on social media today. And it is an iconic time, an iconic kit, an iconic goal. Dimitri Corrine probably should have saved it, but we won't go into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one nil down, Mark Steen scores. Um, and then, yeah, you take over. You tell us more from what you remember of the uh, the game and the goal. Yeah. Uh... The goal, the goal I, I think, I remember that they had they had possession and they give it away cheaply and it, it made its way out to Ben. I think it was Ben on the Ben on the left hand side. Yeah. And um, he just he just fired across and it went through. I think I think Beardy might have had a swing at it or something and, and it found its way to me. I was, I, and I was just because it wasn't you're right it wasn't a great cut but I was just so concentrated on getting something on it and getting it on target you mm -hmm. know instead of slashing at it and swiping at it and just make him make a save and. To be fair, a keeper, a Premiership keeper, that quality should should save it. But it's managed to find its way in, and the the, the celebration that, that behind the goal is like I mean, that could be anywhere in the world. If you have a look at that, that could be Rio, Argentina. That, that, you know, that's stand as well at the time. Oh, it was like there's just bodies on bodies, and it was like it was it it, it, it was it was surreal to to because like you say six months earlier, I, I was probably playing in an FAI Cup game in front mm -hmm. of three hundred people. That's a good ball by Richard to Thatcher. And it's in by Savage. Well, they've well deserved it, Millwall. Really good comeback. Chelsea had the lead for just eight minutes. Thatcher's cross seemed to be people just waiting to get somebody else to put it in. It fell to Savage and off Karin. You scored two goals that night, obviously. You scored yeah. the first... It was your first penalty. Yeah. First yeah. penalty. You sent the keeper the wrong way. Yeah. Well, I went down. I don't know whether I went down too early or the referee got caught. So I went down and the referee got called away to deal with something. So I was stood there for a couple of minutes and I was <laughs> thinking, oh, I can never done the right thing. <laughs> Put me on the force. They shed in. They were giving me all sorts of penalties like... And then he come back, and I just made me mind up pretty early that that's what I was going to do, you know, find that corner and try giving the eyes a bit. But the penalties that night were 
unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, oh, Rhinos, it's so yeah, really good, really good. And then obviously, I mean, there was carnage after. There was, there was. I mean, we got, we, we were in there till must have been half twelve. And when we came out, it was like, did you ever see the footage from Belfast in the seventies and stuff like that? You know, like glass and debris everywhere and smoke and car. It was, it was like that. But it was funny that 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 night I went back to. I used to drink at Bills of College, Duke of Albany. Down by Coldblow Lane. Oh, I've yeah. heard a lot of people put in the comments. He was always first one back there before before the fans sometimes. But, but so the punters used to come in there. So if, if Dickie, an Irish boy, used to own it, uh, if, if Irish lad used to own it. So he used to go down. And he said to me, uh, "I'll come, come back and have a beer after the game." So I was thinking, it's after I was one o'clock now. So I rang up Tony Mack. I said, "What, what are you doing?" He's like, oh, "Jim Palace." You know, and I said, "I, I, I, I told Dick I'd go for a beer." One o'clock in the morning. I said, "So we go and have a look, and if not, we're at the gym palace." So we pulled in down at the Duke of Albany pitch. It's in the residential pitch black now. And if we pulled the car up, lights lights are off in the pub. You see a silhouette, and the kitchen light was on. So I went up to the door and I knocked at the door. I hear a, a couple of voices, you know. Like I thought, maybe Dick's having a beer with a couple of mates, and so see a silhouette come to the door, and he he's opened the door. And as I've gone in, I'm not joking, you, mate. It's wall to wall Millwall. <laughs> Wall to wall, Bill, and I've gone in. Ah, no one likes it. <laughs> just You sit me in there at about six o'clock in the morning, mate. But I didn't buy a beer. It was brilliant. I was singing, and I was like, how, how the police, how the old Bill never came or anything. But yeah, brilliant, brilliant night. Hey, um, what, was, what other interactions did you have with fans? Did you, did you have a good? You had a good rapport with the fans. Yeah, I mean, like, look, you, you know what Millwall's like as a club, mate. They, 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 they're, they're black or white. You know, if it's going well, they'll tell you you're doing well. If it's not going well, they'll tell you it's shit. And, you know, it, it, it was the, the four seasons, brilliant. I hadn't got a problem. We really we got on really well. And I, li- I, li- I stayed in Bermondsey. I was around Bermondsey, you know. I, li- I lived in there. So, oh, right. Uh, yeah, so, I, I, I mean, I used to come home after games, you know. You'd have to, <laughs> if you got beat. <laughs> you know, like, the, the money in the game now, they stick them all out in Keston Park. and not yeah, over the, yeah. Yeah, but but I, I was there for a bit, so I was I was in and around it a lot, and you know seeing a lot of the fans. I used to, I say, I used to drink down at the, the, the Duke, and they all went back there afterwards. So I think I think they sort of had a bit of respect because I went back there after we got beat, and you know if I got a bit of stick, I got a bit of stick, but I, you know I'd have, I'd have a beer in there. So I, th- I think they, I think the ones the ones down there certainly. I never had any, I never had any real bother, mate. I mean, I've seen instances down there where you know it's been. I mean, they raided the players' bar one one time down there, and it was it was. It, I tell you, we played Colchester in an LDV Vans game. We lost three two, and it was when the Scottish boys were there, and uh, yeah. we used to have a security guard down on the before you come into the ground, then one on the players' bar door. I remember the radio went so, <laughs> broke through. Get the players out. <laughs> so, honestly, mate. I'd not, I'd not seen a turn around. I could Scottish lads had gone down the stairs. The door, the door was swinging. I don't like. So anyway, I thought, do you know what? They're like these, these guys are paying into the ground and so. I stayed at the bar, mate. I thought, do you know what? I'll go have a chat with these fellas. And, you know, they, they, they're paying the money, and that, and that looks shit running out of a back door, you know. Yeah. yeah. So the guys come in, seven or eight, and mob handed, and I can come, come up, and I'm thinking, oh. Fuck. You know what I mean? What's that? I was with, that's funny enough, I was with Bobby Bowery. And I was thinking, so they come up now. Where, where the fuck them Scottish lads? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh. and, and, and mate, they talked it out. And the general frustration, mate, it was around the time of, 
I think it might be the time around the administration and it wasn't going well and mm. they seen the club mate in a bad place. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's mm. pretty understandable. But they, they they were fine, mate, and you know, we you need to see more and blah blah blah. And and it, and it, and it, and it was fine, but yeah, ne- ne- never had an issue, mate. Never had a real issue. There was there was good times, there was bad times, there was highs and lows with it, you know, like mm. like like most football clubs. Well, I say they probably had a lot more respect for you for standing your ground than having a chat instead of a back door in it like the odd man, David Sinclair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they went, mate. They, they, they were gone. They were gone. <laughs> so let's, let's talk more about, say, the good times are great and the football's great. We do love that, obviously, and, and, and all respect to you because you scored an iconic goal for me all. But let's talk about the sheer vast amount of players, but also the actual characters of the people, you know, the younger boys. You had Mark Beard. Ben Thatcher, uh, Mark Kennedy said you was good friends with uh, Kenny Cunningham, obviously Irish contingent, Tony McCarthy. What was what, what are these characters like? Uh, you, you, I mean, you've, pro- you've probably been told a lot of this. I mean, like Ben, Ben was Ben was a different one. You know, like Ben was Ben was there was nothing off limits with Ben. You know, there was there, really. Well, I mean, there's no opener for me because he was, he was only a young kid. Mm. And mate, he was like, I mean, even even staff, usually staff are sort of out of loop, you know, do what you want, cup lads, gears up and all that, but staff, staff are sort of, but he was, we, <laughs> we, we went we went to a game one time, I think it was Stoke away or something, and we went for a uh, morning walk, morning of the game, pissing down the rain, and um, we was in this park, and he, he come across a tennis ball on the floor, and it was like fucking soaking wet. It's like dog had been at it. It was like ragged, and the the, the weight of it, mate. It was <laughs> Mick and Taff and all the staff are like about 50, 60 yards up there. So he's got this ball, and hiked it down there, and it's clocked Taff Ian Evans right in. The, and mate, you could you could tell from where we were the velocity of it because his head proper went like that. Like, so he's. He's, he's turned around and he's come marching back. He's, he's spitting feathers. He's, he's, he's got his ball in his hand. He's, he's come back. He's come back to the group. He's like, who, "Who the fuck's done that? You've had the bollocks to throw it. Have the bollocks to stand." <laughs> and as he's as he's talking, all his shit is dripping off his neck. <laughs> Where it's hit him, and you know when you're in school and the teacher, and you're like, "Yeah, that's a lot." The lads were trying like. Trying not to think, and he's he's getting worse. He's going worse, and all this stuff is running down his neck. And I just kept looking at the ball. The ball's like hanging to. Be- <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, mate. No one else would have done that. No one else would have would have done it. Like you know, it's, it's just yeah. not a filter where in your mind. It's that that switching him where we could what could he not keep himself occupied? But he just he sounds a little bit like Gazza in a way, like we just a complete loose cannon. I, I just there's a filter in everyone's head. You you you'd probably think it's something you'd go. I'd love to do that'd be funny, but you know, you know that like he he hadn't got that. No, I'm not doing it. He, <laughs> he doesn't know man. Do you remember James O'Connor? Dezo? Yes. James O'Connor. He, he he was in the squad, another one in away game. And I don't know whether he actually knocked at his hotel door and done this. I've got him coming around the corner. He had a fucking fire extinguisher. And he's literally, mate, from like two feet away. I can let it go. And he took his eye out. <laughs> And he, he, that was what ended his career, was it? No, he couldn't, he, play, the, he couldn't play the next day. He, and I was like, his eye was like that. He, oh, he no, he couldn't play. Yeah. He couldn't play. No, proper like... In this, in this, you see the... Pre- but that's what I'm saying, mate. I don't, I don't think there was any maliciousness in it, mate. In his mind, I think he thought, this will be funny. You know, it's just... Yeah. But yeah, mate, different. Different, different type of... Different type of crazy. Good what lad, though. Some, great lad. What about some of the... Um, 
some random foreign imports at that time. Obviously, I've, dis- I've discussed the Americans. Another name that cropped up earlier when I researched it, I've completely forgotten about. Like Alistair Edwards. What people like that like? Did they get involved in the banter or did they? No, nah, very quiet, mate. Yeah, very quiet. Didn't I, I? I don't know whether he was he was there for that long. Alistair. I know he played. No, he played a high, uh, played a hybrid and stuff. But mm. I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, they kept. Different cultures, down in it, you know, like mm. people come from like the Americans and stuff like that. There's certain certain culture and how they did. They, they still turned up for nights that were organised and stuff like that. But, you know, didn't have a beer or, or stuff like that. But yeah, the different cultural things, mate. They were fairly fairly quiet, but good lads, like of Casey and stuff. They, decent lads. You sit and have a chat with them and that. But they just weren't. They just weren't on that sort of level of things. How how yeah. it was, you know. I mean, it's all it's all it's all changed now. The game's very different now. You wouldn't get. Um, you know them, them. So be you know the Tuesday clubs and, and and stuff like that. You know, but you have a good few Tuesday clubs, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. I mean, it was it was always a, you'd never do it on a you know if there was if it was in a block of games and stuff. That so you'd always do it. You'd have your day off and then you'd be in Thursday and you train properly on Friday. You know, it was always it was never done to the detriment of your fitness or anything like that. You know, because because you'd be you'd be pulled up on that. You know, if you want. You know, if you weren't looking sharp or you weren't doing the things, you'd be pulled up and stuff like that. So you'd always get, you'd always get a, a session. The lads usually go out together and, and have a few beers. But I think that was most football clubs at that time, Dan. It wouldn't be just exclusive to us, you know. Most football clubs would have a. So the drinking culture's gone out of it now, big time. But back then, it was, it was all part of it, wasn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I didn't know any different. And, and you know, I mean, to be fair, the, the, I've given this deal. The only one, Kenny Cunningham, was years ahead of what. You know what I mean? Ken didn't drink, and he'd have his he'd have his food in the changing room at half time, and you know, and and eating properly. And, and he was there was no one else doing that. But the lad used to rip the ass out of him, like you know what I mean? He'd, he'd, come, he'd open his little tin foil with his, you know, his thing. Like, what you like but but he, but he was he, he reaped the rewards of that time. He was fit, super fit. You know, he was always out after training and stuff like that. And he he, he reaped the rewards of that in the end. You know, he got his move and, and had a really good career. He had some, uh, so we had some random imports, but we also had some iconic players at the time. Uh, Ryan, we said Ben Thatcher, obviously Mark Kennedy went on to become big names for the club. What about um, Alex Ray? Because obviously Alex Ray used to like a used to like a log. I bet he was um, leading the charge with you and him for the Tuesday club to the nights out. Good, first of all, brilliant player, Alex. What, what, a, player. what a player! One of the he, he, Alex is one of the best players I've ever played with mm. throughout an army career. Really good player. Um, and I think, I think it might be right in saying he's not. He's he's he's, he's knocked it on the head, Al, hasn't he? He's not. Um, yeah. So he, he he obviously had, obviously had a couple of problems with it, which he probably didn't realise at the time. Um, but again, he was he was always one down that he, like it never it never affected. He, he always trained, you know. He always he, he was a fit lad, midfield. He, he was up and down, you know. He always said, but yeah, they would they, they would have. I mean, probably the, more exclusively. Sometimes you'd always have the nights out. You know, together, but there was sort of maybe him and Andy and, and, and Ben would, as a regular crew, would go out. Whereas maybe me and Sparky and Mark and stuff like that would probably go out. But when you'd have your organised one, they'd all go out together. So, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said at the time you'd notice an extraordinary. You, I wouldn't have never thought, oh, he's got a problem in. You know, because he because you know you'd have a few beers on a Saturday after the game, and then maybe there'd be a Tuesday club. But I, I, you know, you'd never notice that he'd come in on a, a Tuesday or a Friday, and he'd be, he'd be hanging us. You know, so I, I was quite surprised when transpired that he was, you know, he was having yeah. some, some issues. You think we've, we've got the Irish boys the most, Mark Kennedy and, and boys like that. Was they was they the ones you were sort of closest to at the club? Yeah, 
Yeah, me and me and Mark were, were, were quite close. Uh, but but ben, ben and Mark were close, and Beardy as well. You know, they, they used to have Ken, Kenny. There was obviously Kenny didn't drink, so Ken was. He still turned up in the night out with Drive and stuff like that, uh, Tony. But yeah, it was pr- probably probably more with uh, with Mark in that first year. Um, and then yeah, so the rest. I mean, it was it was it was a good group to be fair. It was a good group of lads. So you you sort of I'd be wished if the first year probably be me and Mark would be you know most of the time we go and have a beer we we'd go out together. Unbelievable left foot. It, 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 the, the surprising thing about me Dan was his, his mindset for a young kid. And there was a few of them like, and, and probably that's credit to Tom Wally. I don't know the like the, the mentality. It's difficult to play at Millwall. You know, I know they like one of their own and stuff like that coming through, but it's 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 a difficult place to be if it's if it if it's not going well. And you have to have a certain type of character and mindset to play there. But they were all like him, Beardy, Mark. Nothing seemed to to phase them in terms of playing and stuff like that. It was just you know, just make a mistake, go again, miss a shot. I'll have another one. I'll get right, the mindset side of it was really really impressive with the young lads that came through there. Right, two other characters I want to ask you about. Before we move on to the uh, the '95, the dreaded '95 '96 season, just like to- Tony Witter and um, Dave Mitchell, what were they like as char- characters? I say because I always say to the other players, there was no social media then, there was no interviews. Yeah. you didn't get a feel what they was like as characters. Yeah, which which was a good lad. Which 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 was like, uh, you know, always I- integrated with everyone. And that wouldn't have been a wouldn't have been a massive, you know, drinking one for the night. So if there was if there was something about we organised, they'd be there. Um, a little bit eccentric tone, you know. He looked, you know, he had he had his certain he had his certain ways of doing things and certain. You, do you know? Do you know what the worst thing was about him? He was so quick. He, he used to he used to he used to like to get himself into a race. So, I mean, I, I, this is my opinion. He, he, he might say to me, but I used to look sometimes and he. he you know, I'd almost give people a yard or a level and I'll catch them. And I used to think, you'd make it so easy for yourself just to give yourself a couple of yards or something. But he used to, he used to, he used to like, you know, get, and then the crowd would go, oh, Tony, we would make a tackle at the end. And, but there was a yeah, couple of times, yeah. it'd be somebody just as quick and it, we wouldn't catch him. You know, like <laughs> Dean Sturridge or something, give him a yard and he'll fucking score. <laughs> but, yeah, he was quite prone to a mistake, but he always used to recover, didn't he? Because he was uh, like a fucking roadrunner. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant, great lad, town. A lot of time for town. Dave was a, uh, Dave was pretty quiet, um, you know, experienced pro. Dave, Dave was, Dave was, was fairly quiet. He'd probably be, I don't know whether him and Casey room together or something like that. You know, they, they, that 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 sort of that sort of crew, Johnny Kerr and stuff like that. So they'd, um, yeah, it wouldn't be sort of your younger lads. You sort of that crew from sort of the younger lads at 18, 19, 20, Alex mm-hmm. and they were 20, 20, 20, 20, 24. And then obviously, Rhino, Rhino used to jump in on the back of that. Rhino used to be, you know, as well. Really. <laughs> the father figure, the father figure for the group. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. You, um, you just said there about uh, Dave Mitchell rooming with Casey Keller. Who did you room with on away games? I was with, I was with Mark uh, for the first year. Um, and then obviously he, he got sold in the March. I can't remember the second year. I know, I know I was with Ricky Newman after a while. Oh. But Mark, yeah, yeah. But Mark, I've heard, f- I've heard some good stories on Ricky. Oh, Not shy of leaving a log in the toilets for the water. Nah, 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 very different, mate. Just, yeah, yeah, just, it, uh, yeah, dirty man, mate. Just, you know, the set net again. I know you're rooming and you're two lads and stuff like that, but, you know. And, it, and, it, and I'm sure down at dinner and that, he'd eat the. The shittest thing to, to, to you know, like to, to, to destroy the toilet, you know. It was like, oh, different, but uh, 
Yeah, but it's, it's funny what about funny what about Mark? First, first year we were we were rooming together. We, we, I think we were up at Derby away, and I, I normally I normally go to bed about about half ten. You know, get get up at eight nine, go for your breakfast and stuff. And it, it went went to sleep, turned off the lights half half ten, quarter to eleven, and uh, I had a fucking I had a lamp going back on again. This was about half eleven, and the, the phone receiver coming up. And he, he rang down to reception. Uh, can you, I have some room service? Uh, and I'm a ham and cheese toasty. So- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. For the chips, bowl of ice cream and a pint of Coke. <laughs> Fucking in the in, yeah yeah this was like half eleven so I, thought, I said so what are you doing oh, I'm hungry I'm like, I said oh mate you know is he sleeping in my game tomorrow yeah 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 be all right so anyway about half twelve fucking knock goes in the door my bed was closest to the door he was his his bed was next to the window he said oh, go go and get a grub for us we like, yeah so go me bed I open the door there's fucking Mick McCarthy stood there with <laughs> try try his stuff. He's gone. Uh, fucking Norden actually went. Hurry up, fucking eat that, you fucking idiot, and make sure you, and, uh, make sure you have a good game tomorrow. Something like that. And I've turned around, and he's fucking swiveled over in the bed like that, pretending to be asleep. But he's like, "You take the bullet." I took a bullet for it, mate. Yeah, so I fucking got this bowl of ice cream. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't remember how we got on the next day, but fuck yeah, it was a lesson oh, learned that, mate. Jesus Christ, that's yeah, fucking brilliant yeah. from that's brilliant from Mick when he was quite a character, wasn't he, Mick? Oh, Mick was Mick was uh, Mick was he was straight down the middle, Mick. You know, he was he, he was honest. I, I thought he kept that squad together pretty. It's hard to manage a squad with the lads being in and out of the team and stuff like that. Big but, squad as well, wasn't it? Big squad yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but he was. He, I, I always found him dead straight, dead honest. You know, there was there was there was no uh, there was no grey areas with Mick. You know, if, if you wanted in the team, he'd call you and tell you what you wanted in the team. You weren't doing this, you weren't doing that. Um, hard man. You know, he was he was he, he had the respect of everybody in there. Um, and yeah, yeah, looked after the players. Did did look after his players and stuff like that. Would he, but give, you a, would he give you a yard sometimes? Like, like for instance, things like that, he could have lost his head, couldn't he? Got fucking eating this shit this late at night. Would he give you a yard if he knew you was fucking going to perform the next day? Or yeah, yeah, and 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 stuff like he he, he knew the lads. You know, there was certain lads that have a beer on a Tuesday and stuff like that. And, and you know, as long as you were right Thursday, and he, you know, if if you know, even for me early on going back to Ireland and stuff like that, you know, yeah, have a Monday off. And you know, he was he, he was good like that. But if you if you took the piss, that was it. It was done, you know. If you, if you, if, if you, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll be back on Tuesday, and you, you know, you rock back Wednesday. You, you wouldn't be fucking getting time off again, you know. That that would be it. So he was, um, he, yeah, he was, he, he was brilliant. He was, he was good, and he, and he did. I don't know whether fans have a perception of him. I, you know, I know he's quite marmite make at Millwall, isn't he? But preparation was always good. The tactics, shape, you know, stuff like that. He, he was, it, it wasn't just like five sides and roll out on a Saturday, you know, we did we did a lot of stuff in and out of possession. It was quite it was it was quite detailed how we played and stuff like that. So, you know, he was he was good really good manager, mate. Really good manager. Move on to what you say your first season, dream season, you come over, as you said, you was playing in, in the Irish League and then all of a sudden you're scoring at Stamford Bridge. Uh, big big things expected from the club. We go into the 94, 95 season, we sign some players for the first time we actually show you know, a bit of a decent ambition. I think we sold Andy Roberts at that point and it freed up some money. So, um, Uwe Fuchs, three quarters of a million. Chris Malkin, 400 grand. I've got to ask you what Uwe was like. Because he, he came on the back of being on loan at Middlesbrough. He scored like 14 in 16 yeah. for them. And yeah. He couldn't fucking hit a barn door of a dark, could he, for no. us? He no. scored one glass at Palace, that's it. He was, uh, I, mean, t- I mean, technically he was good. You know, you used to train and stuff like that and you could see you could see, he's German, isn't he? You, see, you could see that, you know, he, he had, think, but I, I don't know what it is, sometimes it, sometimes a club's possibly not a fit, but, I mean, I think the fans, the fans call him Duve, he's <laughs> on the fucking floors. Yeah, but he was, uh, he, 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 he simulated himself fairly well, you know, the lads, the lads seemed to have time for him, he, he walked hard and trained, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like the, the Russian scenario where it come over, well. you know, it, it was, he, he he was working hard and he he, he tried, you know. He, he he was just like like you say. I don't. He just couldn't seem to. He, and he scored at Middlesbrough. And even Malks. I mean, Malks had a Malks and Aldridge a really good partnership. I thought he was decent. Yeah, and and you know, he he he, he, he maybe did, he didn't probably get the amount of goals he got at Tranmere, you know, up there with Aldo. But again, you know, what sort of set where you're coming into? Which is all sort of factors like that. But but the set, the, yeah, the second season was. Second season was really tough, really, really tough. We, we started off, um, despite Fuchs maybe not firing, and the ambition seemed to pay off at first. We was top of the league, obviously, and then from Christmas onwards, um, it just went to shit. Um, we'll cover it in more detail, but we had two two piss Russians at one point. We had the four Scots that come in, like Jimmy Nickel. It was just a lot of people in that the door. Administration hit around that time, I believe. So um, let's, let's start with, with Big Mick, obviously, because, again, you say he's Marmite and Millwall, and you don't have to go into great detail, but obviously something went wrong where he was top and then dropped the fucking... The, the Irish job was obviously there impending for him, and he, and he wanted to go and, and do that. And um, before he did do that, though, the Russians. You ran in Kolkov. Constantly well, lagging, aren't they? Well, well, it, well it was a big, there was a big thing about them, because... Uh, yeah. did it, was, it, was it Benfica? They come from, from um, yeah, from Benfica by Bobby Robson. 
and and they and they were in in around the Russian squad for ninety six Euro ninety six. Mm-hmm. So we so we were thinking they'll have they'll have the bit between the teeth for you know for for the, but it was. It was it was weird, mate. It was it was it was weird. It was like and obviously they come in and they were on rumored to be on five grand a week, I think. And at that time, I mean, I don't know what. Obviously, Alex and probably would have been one of the top earners and stuff. But because you're talking about you know you're talking about that long time, so you know and and I don't know whether that has a bit of an impact. Like it didn't for me, mate, because you're a younger player and I, it didn't you know it wasn't. But maybe for I don't know whether the likes of Alex and stuff are thinking I, I play every week here. I score. Double figure goals every year, and you're paying mm. these two five grand a week, and um, it was it was it was surreal, mate. It was like you know, we, we I think one of the first games I don't know we played up at Grimsby, Grimsby away. Oh, was there? We won two one. That was one of the good games that you ran out. You won a penalty. Yeah, you might. Have, yeah, I don't. And, and but I remember coming afterwards, and we were because I don't know whether we'd been on a bit of a tricky one, but we come in anyway afterwards, and we. But I, I remember. <laughs> I remember going in the Grim Grimsy shit all the doors were hanging off and stuff like that and, and I went I went in went in the toilet and, and he was sitting on the he was sitting on the jacksy <laughs> bottle of beer so you ran yeah and I was thinking yeah I know I looked, we like a beer and all that but he must have had it in his bag because he because he, he had his he had his Millwall shorts on <laughs> and he, you know. But well, to be honest, some of the things, some of the things they did in training, you like, you know, they, they, they were good. You know, you could see. But it's just, they just obviously had come over for a, I don't know, a six month jolly. I, 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 don't, I don't know. But mm. they had an interpreter with them, mate. I don't know whether you, cause you'd been around the club at that time. <laughs> it was like, it was like a KGB assassin, mate. He was like, <laughs> he had these like jet black sunglasses, like black leather jacket on. And he's like, I, I I just chuckled when I seen him, mate, because you, you'd like you'd see him first, and he'd like come in, and and then they'd come in, and I was thinking, and he he was the he was the uh, interpreter, you know, he he would interpret. Yeah, yeah. So he was so he was in the changing room and stuff like that, and it, it, it was it was surreal, mate, because he looked so shady. He looked it just didn't look right. It just didn't look they, right. They were tripping into towing all Versace gear and all, but now I think oh. Mark Hirschman told us. Yeah, they were they were. It's funny, mate. He got he got when when Mick went, they were they were still there. And I think Ian Evans was still, Ian Evans was still at the club. Mick had, Mick had gone, and Taff was taking caretaker, and he, he put him in the reserves. And uh, we we turned up at the training ground to train, and he turned up, and he obviously thought it was a first team game. He was told to play in this game, so they they, they they've come up and they've they've seen the bus, and all, all the kids are on there, like you know all, all the kids. And he's he sort of said to the interpreter, the interpreter's gone over to Taff and said, like what's going on here? And yeah, they're playing in the reserves. He playing the reserves. He said to him, so he said, I'm playing in the reserves. So, so Taff went, Taff went, tell him it's two weeks' wages. Don't play in the reserves. So he said, uh, two weeks' wages. Just fucked off. I just didn't care, mate. Just got his car and drove off. It, you know, just, if, but that, that, it, like around that time, mate, it, it started, it started to go to, like it was just nah, something's not right, you know. It's not, you know, this is in here. And when we needed, you know, we needed to have a bit more of it, you know, a unit. And it, it was, it was stacks, things like that were starting to happen, you know. And it was, we were just sort of losing it, we were losing games. And, and, and it was, it was weird to be in because I, I thought at the start of the season, when, when we applied, I thought we got a chance here again. Top, we, we top for a while. Yeah, I was thinking we could, we could. 
you know, at least, at least be in the playoff shake, you know, at the end of the season with, with what we have. I think, and then it's just, it, it was like the football club towards the end of that season was totally different to the football club that I walked into. You know, mm-hmm. I, when, when I, I walked in, I thought, wow, look at these. And, 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 you, and you're the core of players that you could possibly have seen there for five, six, seven years. Now, obviously, good players were going to get sold, but potentially Ben was a kid. Kenny Cunningham was a young lad. Um, you, you, Andy Roberts, Alec Ray was in his prime. Sparky was a young kid. Johnny Goodman, you know, you could mm-hmm. think, yeah, this team could be. And but towards the end of that season, it was just like they're going, they're coming in. There, it was like, you know, like merry go round, a complete merry go round. Yeah. No togetherness, no team spirit. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just it was just, just everyone not, united. Not, not that, not that people want. I never say people want trying hard or anything like that. Mate. I've never been at a club where people haven't had a goal but it was just just so just so disjointed you know it was and then obviously we, we, we appointed uh, Jimmy Nick I think Jimmy Nick came in well yeah Mick McCarthy leaves the club obviously um, it, was, it must have been a strange one for you because Mick obviously brought you to Millwall and had a lot of faith in you as a player I think he was involved when you got your Irish, Irish debut is that right as well so yeah so I, I played in the under 21s before, obviously under Jack Charlton but then Mick, Mick, had, Mick, had, Mick had brought me in that, that summer I think that that summer, I think for the for the uh, and yeah, he was. I mean, Mick was well thought of anyway. He, he, he captain Ireland to eighty eight, you know, Italian ninety and stuff. So he he was a bit of an iconic figure for me, Mick. Anyway, um, but yeah, it was a strange one because uh, although I think we'd lost a few games coming up to before when he went, he was a figurehead for the club, and I I, I, I think I, I definitely 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 hundred percent we wouldn't have went down. If he stayed, yeah, hundred percent, mate. We might not have. We were losing games and that, but he was the type. When we had a bad run the season before, he knew what to do. He knew the answer to turn it round and get it sorted. Mm. I hundred percent don't think we'd have, we'd have went down. Whether we'd have got in the playoffs, or I don't know. But I'm fairly convinced we wouldn't have went down. Do you remember the day he said to you, you know, "I'm leaving the club"? Did he sit you all down and say that, like, say his goodbyes? And what was that like? Remember now, you know. I don't. I don't know whether he'd done a he, he, he done a piece. I don't even know what his last game was. To be honest, uh, was sell down the way. But that would, I, I don't know whether sell down the way is something. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't remember a moment where he's gone and said, "Look, I've been off." I mean, it was fairly common knowledge because I think Ireland lost to Holland in December in in the playoff. And Jack- was, there was a lot of hype around it. So that's why Mill, a lot of Mill fans. See it the way they see it that you know he, he was he was his eyes was distracted yeah. by the island job and so yeah it was quite it was quite um well documented that he you know he, he was going to be the main man for the I job. I think he was yeah I think he was going to get it mate. I think he was always I think he was always going to get it. Uh, I think the profile, the the, the the playoff defeat the year before the cup run the year later uh, and then the good start to the season. I think I think his stock was quite high, and he and he was always going to get it. Um, but I, I, I didn't. I got to be honest. I didn't notice, and not just because Mick saw me. I, I didn't notice yeah. a, a change in. I didn't notice a change in sort of his attitude yeah. towards. Yeah, yeah. In, in, towards it in any way. I mean, he was as disappointed when, when we were losing games, and he, he was he was as determined. He wasn't not. He wasn't on the training ground, and he wasn't doing stuff like that. But you know, obviously, he he probably knew in in the back of his mind that he was kind of he was going to be appointed the Ireland manager. So he leaves the club. John Doherty comes back. Mill, obviously, Mill legend, the only manager ever to take us to the top flight. He came back to like something like a forty-man squad and tried to steady the ship. Um, listen, he was a le- he was a legend at Mill, but I, I, I don't know. I can't remember who we spoke to. Said obviously he's 
he was he was quite an old man by that point, and his and his uh, methods were quite dated. And you know what, Dan? I didn't I didn't mind the doc because he got the best out of what was available to him at the time, and and we were obviously in a bit of a you know a bit of trouble and on a bit of a slide, and he he utilised what he had, you know. So yeah, he bypassed midfield. He didn't want to play because, to be honest, at at the time, people weren't playing with a lot of confidence. You know, people. You know, we're finding it hard to find a pass and be expansive. So he's seen all that, and, and that for me is good management. You know, if you say, "Look, this is what we need to do to get results," so I, 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 I didn't mind that. I didn't mind playing in that sort of system and getting forward and getting after it, and um, you know, scored and scored against North County when he was manager in, in, in one of the games, and, and he managed to dig enough results out to to get us, you know, out of the. It must be difficult as well when when you're a player and you're a regular player in your position, which you was, and you've got a lot of players coming in and out of the team. It takes time to get to know how our players play, doesn't it? And play with each other's strengths and get an understanding. You've got fucking two Russians in one week, a fucking German on the floor the next. <laughs> it must be fucking difficult to, do you know what I mean, get an understanding and, and, and play. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like... I mean, if you look at the successful Millwall teams after that come, so they, they, obviously the lads that come through after us and the city... You could probably name the team most weeks, yeah, uh, and great. any and any team. I mean, I won promotion with Northampton after I left Millwall, and the team was basically the same every week. There's a lot to be said for that familiarity, but that that sort of season. I mean, I I I, I don't I, I without looking at the thing, I, you would I don't think you'd have got the same starting eleven most consecutive oh, weeks. Oh. Um, so it was, so it was it was tough, and it was just I mean the atmosphere down was it was it's it's hard to. I mean, supporters will w- focus on the, like their clubs in a bad way, and, and and the football's bad, and rightly so. They'll be critical, but the, the the baggage that goes with how difficult how difficult it is, it's like it's everything, and you and you can't you, you you can't sort of get away with it. It's not the type of job where you know you're a plumber and you come home at four o'clock and think that's done, leave it there. You know, it it consumes twenty four seven. You know, so when it's bad, the clubs and administration, what's going to happen next year? What you know, you you're not playing well. Especially I mean, in Bermondsey and drinking in the Albany as well, it must be very fucking difficult to, to escape. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, even 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 it was just it's. I mean, football's like that, mate. To be honest, and everywhere I've went after that, I think you, you live it. You know, you, it's it's it, it's it's unique as a job that you you can't you, you can't you can't switch it off. Maybe some players can. Maybe the ones that you know excel and go up can switch it off and 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 take and then go back and forth. But most lads I know or speak to, it's it's there. It's 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 there twenty four seven, and especially when it's going bad in a club like Millwall, where it's 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 like you say, the, the lads coming in the, the the bar, you know, after and demand like that was going to your car after people had come and say, no, you felt threatened that like that, but what the fuck's mm-hmm. going on? You know what? And you know it's it's constantly, um, and it was tough. It was tough to to to, to yeah, and when you when you can't find where the next win's coming from, you know, it was re- that that period was was really hard. We end up with our third manager of the season. Jimmy Nicholl came highly recommended from Rafe. They was absolutely devastated when he left. He comes down and he brings four Scots with him. Um, what was your feeling then when he came in? He was all right, mate. He was a good character, but it was just... Um... Was it, do you think it was a sinking ship that couldn't be saved by the time he came in? Which would have been... I'm not even sure when. I don't think Doc was there long, so it must have been about March time, mustn't it? Yeah. It would have been difficult, wouldn't it? Difficult, but yeah. It, I, I mean... I, 
Yeah, it's, it's hard to speculate. Mate. We, we, we were in a spiral, but he, he, the only thing I would, the only thing negatively that I'd say against Jimmy Nick was we did his training sessions were brilliant, all technical. He'd obviously been at Man U as a player and stuff like that, all technical and shooting, and it was it was really enjoyable as a player. But we we never did a lot of tactical stuff, so we never did all the managers previous to that. You know, in and out possession, your shape, where you should be, and stuff like that. He, he didn't do a lot of that. And it was a lot of five sides and shooting and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think I don't know whether it was the following season or it, I think we, we we had a meeting when we spoke about you know we need to go and say can we you know we need to do some of this we need to start and I think the sort of the thing was look you know look you're football players you know you know if you don't know how to defend or if you don't you know they didn't do it at Man United or you know that 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 type of thing and. It just it, it has to be done, you know. It's such a fundamental part of the game, and 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 you know, especially with new players coming in, you know, you you have to you have to drill that into people to you know repetitiveness. You speak, you listen to the Arsenal players speaking about George Graham. You it know, just becomes uh, second second nature. It becomes yeah, happy, then you yeah, get in shape and do yeah, what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, possibly I think maybe that was, was a factor in in in. In him not being quite as successful as 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 he maybe was up in Scotland. I think Sads was a young boy at the time, but Sads said, you know, he was he wasn't he wasn't really around the first team at that point. But he could see that maybe Jimmy was um, too involved with the players. One of the boys really still he didn't. There weren't really that fine line between who was you know he was too involved with the players as one of the boys sort of thing. It was yeah. always that out, and he said everyone was fucking smoking and drinking. Not you, obviously. Yeah, he did. I mean, he didn't. He, he, well, I, I never, I never socialised with him. You know, I never, I never had it. I, I never socialised with him. Whether he went out with, I don't know when he met Scott. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, the, the the culture was pretty much the same. I think you know, like lads went out, but it's it, it's like anything else. That when you're winning, it's not an issue. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the lads that the lads that had come previous the year, the cup run or the playoff run the year before, the lads would tell you what they were doing. It's not an issue. When you're not picking up results, it's a problem, you know. You go. So I, I don't think there was anything extra, you know, our hand like that. Um, I just think, I just think it was a, it was a really bad time at the club, and there was a lot of baggage for for, for players to sort of carry at the time, and they and just just didn't deal with it well enough. It was a very difficult job to come into. Um, he didn't help put some nails in his coffin, his own coffin. Four Scottish players um, came in: Jason Dare. Paul Hartley, I thought was decent. Stephen Crawford, I thought was decent, and Jason Dare. What was they like? The Scottish boys? Did they? How did they take to uh, yeah. London life? You've told us it, a little bit, obviously, you know, they backdoored it in the players' bar, but what, what integrate, integrate, integrated yeah. fairly well, mate. Integrated fairly well. Um, all right for a night out, and you know, yeah, yeah, there, there, there weren't any issue, mate. There was no sort of, um, they just like I say, Stevie done well. And I think he went back up and had played for Scotland, and, 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 and as well as Paul Hartley went and played for Celtic. You could tell Hartley was a good player. You tell yeah, me, yeah. he was only he was very young at that time. I mean, we had little curtains, didn't he? he used to like yeah, he struggled. He, he struggled with uh, he struggled with homesickness, Paul. Did he? he yeah, yeah. I, I spent a bit of time with him, mate. I took uh, yeah, um, not took him under my wing, but I used to I used to have a chat with him because I was coming from Ireland and stuff like that when I was younger, sixteen. So I knew what he was feeling. So I used to I used to sort of spend a bit of time with him and take him. Bought some tickets one time for me and him to go to see Billy Connolly and stuff like that up at the up at the up at the Odeon up there, you know, just sort of. But he he was struggling. He was down with his missus, but he, he just found it. He just found it really hard, and he was he was he was desperate to get back, you know. Um, and then 
I mean, Jason there, and it, it just it, it just didn't happen for him, mate. You know, it just it, it just it just didn't happen for him. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously at Wraith Row was they they'd obviously done really well for Nick. They got a European Cup run or something. Like that. Did they get into Europe or something? They, they beat Celtic in a cup final, I think, and and they qualified for 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 European. So they were they were they come down as like quite you know deep decent signings. They'd obviously mm-hmm. done well, but. It's 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 very tough at the den, Dan. When if 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 you don't hit the ground running, if you've not, you know, and and, and he, yeah, Jason there just didn't hit the ground running, and he just he just couldn't seem to shake it, and then it was just constantly, you know, it was on him, and he and he found it hard. Sinky, I just don't think played. I just I can't remember. Was he lost as a character? He come down with this big reputation of, Dave. I think Jimmy Nichols said Davy Sinclair's got tattoos on his teeth. He's a fucking hard man. But um, he he soon went back to Scotland, mate, didn't he, with his helmet? Yeah, yeah. He never, he never, he never had any. He never, I mean, in terms of being a harm, he never had any instances with. You know, he was never, he was never involved in any tear ups mm. and training or anything like that. And he, and he didn't, didn't really see enough from Dan to be honest. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't play or even train. I think he had a few, a few problems with injuries. But it's stuff like that that sort of sets you back in the eyes of the punters because he brought these four in, obviously giving them half decent deals. And like apart from Stevie and and, and Paul Hartley, you know, the other two guys didn't really could it so you put yourself under pressure then you know you brought and, and as soon as it starts to go you know it's, it, it, that's another sort of a avenue where they're going to come after you like you yeah your recruitment's not good enough to attack you know so yeah, yeah it was it was, it was it, it, more it, ammo more ammo for him yeah, yeah 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 um a player that came in when jimmy nickel was there on loan possibly i, I couldn't believe how good he was was darren huckabee but Again, you don't get a lot of clarification on these things back in the day. You hear rumours. There's no confirmation through social media. I heard originally we got the opportunity to sign him permanently. And then Jimmy Nichols said, no, I've got a better geezer coming down from Scotland called Jason Dare. But then he ended up going back when he realised it weren't working with Dare and he got Huckabee in on loan. How good was he, Huckabee? He used to run through the whole team on his own. I couldn't believe it when I was I mean, I mean, I'd I'd never never heard much about Hooks before he came. He'd come in on loan. And he trained in that, but like, you know, he, look, anywhere, anywhere, give him the ball and, you know, out wide, he'd find space for himself and he was off. And he was like, you know, just, and he gave us a lift, the energy, he was, he was, he was top drop. And obviously he went and done it in the premiership, I think. Yeah. I'd heard the rumour with an opportunity to, when he, when he was on loan, that we with an opportunity to, to get him, but for a certain amount of money, which obviously wasn't around for us at the time. Mm. Um, but he was a good lad. He, re- he enjoyed it as well. He really enjoyed his spell at, at, at the club. And he, he was uh, integrated well with the boys and that really good lad. He used to speak to him on the, on the bus coming back and he, oh, yeah, I'll try in here, you know. And I, I think he liked it as well because we'd given that platform and I think he might have went. I think someone does well on loan for us, like Chris Woodbridge years later. And then yeah. someone just like Jason Malumbi is now, someone will come in and just see he's doing yeah. more for us and offer more yeah. wages, whatever. And yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult, mate. Certainly at yeah. that level, even with your younger players and stuff, you get anyone alone. It's it's very hard, and we were we weren't tearing up any trees at the time as well. So you know, but he he done that well, mate. He was he was always going to go to. He, he was always going to be a, a Premiership club. He was always going to get a move. Um, but, but good top top. I'd I'd loving him to even even manage to get a year because because I, I think in all my in all my time at Millwall, and I might be wrong here. The stats you might you might you might tell me wrong up to. Maybe Chopper come in. I don't know whether we ever had a twenty-goal centre forward. No, we well we had obviously um, Teddy Sheringham in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. But after that, nothing. And then post Harris, 
Again, nothing really till sort of Morrison Gregory area. Yeah, I mean, so so I, I think that always, yeah. uh, always will do probably. Yeah, and I, I think that time period of certainly the year the year we finished twelfth. I, I think because Johnny Good went in that year. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what time he went. And Mark Kennedy went in about March. I think Johnny Johnny Goodman was on ten goals at the time, so he possibly could have been, you know, a, a twenty goal man at that season because he's got. And Mark, I think Mark had probably. Eight or nine. Mm. So you're taking, you know, you, you you know, coming towards the run. I don't know what points we finished on, but you know, you're probably looking at if, you, if Johnny Goodman stays and gets 21, 22 goals, and Mark gets 13, 14 goals. You know, is that the difference between another? Oh, million! Oh, eight, the amount eight, of players we lost was ridiculous. Eight or nine so, points. No, it's, it's not an excuse because all, all players lose them, and, and I, I know that. But I, I think at key times it would have been nice. I think one of the seasons, because I used to look at, remember the fourth season, West Brom, and I think they, they were struggling. They were around mid-table at bottom half. And Remember Bob Taylor, the centre-forward? Big Bob Taylor. Big Taylor. Big as well, in that one, yeah. He got about, got about 28 goals for West Brom. Yeah. You know, in, 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 in a struggling team, you know, and you're thinking, be nice, you know, that 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 the, the difference. But, yeah, it, it's, all, it's all ifs and buts. But it, it would have been, no, I don't think it's in my time we, we, we ever had one. And obviously Chopper came in and, you know, Chopper was a phenomenal goal scorer, you know. <laughs> But it would have been interesting to see, mate, if we could have if we could have recruited with a couple, maybe. I think that might have been the difference. Mm, well, it wasn't to be, mate. And unfortunately, the 95-96 season ended in relegation on the final day at Ipswich. I, I remember that. I actually locked myself in my toilet and started crying my eyes out. Um, it was horrific. Just for the promise of McCarthy coming in, us going close to the playoffs twice, then the brilliant cut run of 95... Um, that was all, you know, that could be understood the uh, the mid table finish in the league, but then the season after, go top to bottom, three managers, forty odd players. Like you said, it was uh, well, what, what did it feel like to go down? Finally, go down the realization. It's horrible, mate. Re- to, be, to be fair, relegate relegation as if it's a, it's a it's 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 a sign of failure, isn't it? That as as a, as, a, as a group, as everyone, as a manager, as a players, as, as you know, you, you you you've ultimately failed, you know. Yeah, and and you would probably wouldn't have been the only one, mate. That that was so. It, it affects it affects so many people. Um, and and like you say, you just you just you feel like you failed on it. That that that's what's happened. You, you ultimately that year you haven't you know you you haven't been good enough. And and with 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 in hindsight, with how good the, the sort of previous seasons and the highs you'd experienced up to that was was a bit of one to take, mate. And I think was it was it was a goal difference. I, don't, I think it might be. We wasn't in the bottom three going into the final day. I remember that. Yeah. And I, I think, think I think a point with a like point with a guaranteed safety. I think I think it was goal. I think it was goal difference in the end. And then you start analysing mm. across the whole season, and you and you think all them defeats that that towards the back end. And that's it. One win. Mm. One of them. You know. One, and and you start looking at stuff like that. You know. We, or even if we, did, if we did win three 0 that game instead of two 0 we might, you know, might. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah. It it, it was horrible, mate. It it was a. Uh, it was it was yeah. That was the first time that that had obviously happened to me. And then, you know, your players at the club who have been, you know, seen unbelievable Rhino, you know, who've seen unbelievable highs at the club, and it and it's written all over the face, mate. You know, it's like it's because he's Millwall, and he, do you know what I mean? He's, 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 and it's yeah, it was horrible. Horrible, mate. It's um, it's such a strange like to look back on. It's not exciting, but you for some reason there's there's something almost enjoyable about looking back at just like mad times at the club. And it it was again, it was completely fucked in a way because it was in administration, a lot of managers, no real you know identity for the club. 
But at the same time, the following season, the 97 98, um, you've got Robbie Ryan joins the club, Tim Cahill coming through, Neil Harris joins the club, makes his debut, Stephen Reid, Danny Hockton, Richie Sadley. It, must, it was a very weird. But the new gem were coming through. Obviously, in that next season, the 97 98, was your final season at the club. Um, we finished eighth. But um, Jimmy Nicholl lost his job. Would it have been Billy Bonds after him then? Billy, Billy, Billy Bonds came in for Billy. I did. I think I did. I a year under Billy Bonds. Um, I, I actually saw, I signed because I, I signed. I signed again under because I, I think I was out of contract and um, could have. I could have went to Preston. I, I, I had a. I got. I, I didn't have an agent at the time. I didn't. I, I, I done all my. Well, my old deals. Well, well, the club offered you something, you took it. You, you know, you're happy to be, be playing. That, that's the way it was back then. Yeah. I didn't have an agent. So someone rang me up in in the in the, in the towards the end of the season, and I was I was out of contract and said, "Oh, uh, Preston are interested in in in, in signing you. They put a bid in for you early on in the season. Got 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 torn down. And um, obviously, you you know, you're free to move. We can you." Didn't know what was happening at, at Millwall because uh, I don't even I don't know whether Billy had even been appointed yet. I started with the season with Jimmy Nicholl, and then he got sacked in about the um, about the February, I think, again. So yeah, yeah. So and then I got I got a phone call from Billy Bond saying, "Would I come?" I was in Ireland at the time. So would you would you come over and and have a talk? So I, I flew over, and Billy and, and Theo uh, for fighters was was in there. Said, "Look, you know, I want to offer you another, you know another two years. Here's what we're offering." I said, yeah, happy, because I was happy, I was happy, you know, I was in the area, I said, yeah, signed it, and then had, had a year on the Bonzo, and then that, that we, we, again, I think January time or fourth or mm. something like that, we're, we're in the mix, and and I, I don't know what it is with the second half of seasons, we, 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 we started we start to tail off, and um it, 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 again, that was hard for him because I tell you what, he, I, 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 I like Billy. He was he was good. He was a good manager. Every he, every one of our everyone I spoke to says the same. He was a good he was a good manager. And I tell you what, mate, he was he was he was honest to a fault, mate. He was the, and and do you know what? He's one of the toughest geezers of you, you'd ever you'd ever come across, mate. He was his training sessions. It was like weeks in front of the running money every every time, uh, for, mate. It was like. Used to be a training ground at, at Bromley, and you'd go into the physio room, and then next to the physio room there was like a big pane glass window, and the gym was in there. And you'd, you'd come in to use the gym to go in the door, and you'd go in, you'd fucking hear these weights clacking about, and you fucking look, look through the window, and he's like, get your top off. And slinging these, like, they're, they're like fucking bus tires on the end of these dumbbells. <laughs> and you just do a Yui and go back out. Give me a nail, you little dumbbells. <laughs> fucking brownies. He was he was unreal, mate. He was unreal, and his training sessions. You, you used to do this little training session, lads in a circle about about thirty by thirty, two in the middle. You throw a ball in, and it's one v one, and you can use the lads on the outside, and you know the, the amount of fights, mate, because they'd, they'd be going, and he'd be saying, "Fucking get into him," you know. If, if one lad was getting the better, you fucking let him do that. Fucking get, and the, you know, and the lads would be the lads would be going, "Hey, ole," and then all of a sudden, fucking on the floor, like. Oh really? Yeah, it was. It was. It was, so, it was what players did you ever see go toe to toe? Can you remember? Can you say? It was. It was a few. I think. I think. I think. I think Ricky Newman had one with someone before. Ricky, well, I mean Ricky Newman and Grandy. I don't know. Ricky Newman might have had it, and then Paul Allen. With Paul Allen was a fucking little, you know, Mad. rat, and he was fucking at you all the time. And 
it's like you, you pass the ball off and he come in and like, the lads would be on the on the floor like, like in the top one and the lads would be it was like so intense his training was so intense and as he liked it he loved it you know yeah, getting the, but he, that was what he was like running up the front all the running you know he was, it was unbelievable unbelievable yeah but he was he was good I just think I just think the West Ham one mate it was it was too too big a bridge to cross you know I I, I, I think maybe if he'd have been Maybe they've been at another club, you know. He, he, he might have been able to because as, as soon as you as soon as you lost a couple, you know, he's started West Ham. Yeah, and, and, then, and I think I think Brownie came in and 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 and, and Paul Allen and yeah, started you good good pros, mate. Good pros, Brownie. But you know, an, the West an Ham infu- an infiltration. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Change the kids to Claren. <laughs> um, but again, like I say, these youngsters coming through. We'll talk about them in a minute. Uh, but other players are coming at the club. Paul Shaw. Shaw, um, was he a good player? What was he like, Paul Shaw? He was a good player, wasn't he? he very good. Technically, he was Arsenal. When he cut my Arsenal, Shaw, was he? Mm. Very good player. Played Almost played like off the front, man. Great vision, awareness, touch. You know, good, good. You could tell, tell he'd, been, he'd been schooled at a decent level. Good lad as well. Good, yeah. really good lad as well. Yeah, yeah, good lad. Came in and integrated into it straight away. Um and then you you start had that little bit of that was that was the sort of tone about them lads getting integrated. There's a little bit of light sort of at the, you know like sad's coming through. Uh, I don't know who else. Bully, you know maybe Bully starting to get a look. Bertie, Bertie came in. Yeah, Stephen Reid got his debut that year. Robbie Ryan joined the club from Huddersfield. Yeah, so you're starting to look that then that maybe there's there's, there's some not, not just young players, good young players mm. coming through. You know, Neil Harris obviously joined the club that season. Chopper come in. Uh, I, I, do you know what, mate? I'll never forget. We, we laugh about this with players. We 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 done a we done an end of season thing at the day, and you know, meet the fans and stuff like that. And we with me, Chopper, and there was a couple of other a couple of other lads there, and and uh, this punter come out. We weren't happy, mate. You know, cause he was talking about like signings and not spending money and that, and he's fucking moaning. He went, yeah, <laughs> fucking no disrespect, mate. He went, uh, he said, I've spent more money on a point than a packet of crisps than we bought you for. <laughs> Chopper, he like that. <laughs> but he went on. He went. He went on to be. Uh, he went on to be unbelievable. Broke Teddy's record, didn't he? And you know, uh, yeah, fantastic. But I think that was the. That was the. That was the. That was the. The tournament of it. And then, to be fair, mate, what Rhino and Macca did, c- considering like where it was, you know, f- phenomenal job. Done, yeah. that, that, that was. That was a good. That was a. That was a big. Big task they had to take on, doing a phenomenal job with that. The wheels started to turn slowly with a good players coming through. Rhino and Maka take over. Some still some like not random, but other other characters at the club at that time, which I don't really even really remember, but I remember them because they're goalkeepers, big goalkeepers in the late eighties, early nineties. Mark Crossley came to the club. What was he yeah. like? Good, good I, I've lad, seen him on a lot of other podcasts. Him, and he's a funny fucker. Yeah, good lad, Crosser. Get got, yeah, got got, got involved. I mean, because he, he he used to. I don't know whether I don't know where he used to stay or whether he, he was down. But he did, I can't remember. Can't remember ever ever seeing him out much or, or, or being out like that. But he was good, he was good banter, you know. He's on the coach. He'd been around. He'd been, he'd been you know he'd been he'd been at a good level and stuff like that. But he was he was a he was a good character. Got in straight away with the lads. He'd be up back back in the bus playing cards and stuff like that. He, he was straight in and uh, Spinky Spinky Spinky. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spinky. Yeah, like yeah, spink, I don't even really remember him being at the club, but apparently he was he was a good character as well to be around. Yeah, yeah. Again, like legend Spinky, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, like European <laughs> cups and stuff like that. But yeah, dead dead, dead down to earth, mate. Really, 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 really good, really good. He came in and he was. I don't know what he was doing a bit. Of, I don't know he was doing a bit of coaching Spinky as well, goalkeeping coaching. But he was. 
I mean, he, he, he still had, you know, he put on like shooting sessions and stuff like that, and he'd be in the goal, you know, he'd be doing, fuck, you know, he'd think, how are you going to get this past him, mate? He was huge, and he was still, he was still top draw, like, still really good. Um, but yeah, good characters again. They used to used to, you know, rock up and and, and so and Andy Gray, Andy, Andy Gray was along coming in along those mm-hmm. times. You know, like you see a player come in, and but again, I don't know how, I don't know how beneficial they were, mate. You know, like almost almost no disrespect, like stop gaps. You know, come in. Yeah, it was yeah, a favour for a month. Whether, you know, whether it might have been worth throwing Bertie in for. Mm. You know, give him give him his legs, and maybe come through early. I, I I don't know, but um, it, it did start to get to that way towards the end. You know, yeah, the, so a lot of lot of strong players coming through. Did you was you aware of how good they was coming through? Did they train yeah. with the first team, or did you look at, yeah. for example, you know, Sads Reedy? Um, who else would have been there? Sads Reedy, uh, Danny Hopton, even Danny 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 sort of come in first of all. I think Danny come in before them all. Uh, got shot of blooded early on, uh, and then Sad started to have a sniff in there. And then mm-hmm. I remember to sort of Timmy and, and Reedy and that kind of Reedy Re- 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 was a good player. Reedy Re- Re- was I, 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 me personally. I always <coughs> I, I, he was the one that stuck out for me. I thought, yeah, yeah Reedy Timmy and that Lucas Neal was a terrific footballer. Lucas yeah. Lucas, yeah. Lucas was Lucas a great quality. Timmy was you could all you, you, uh, did I did I ever think. Maybe not to the to the extent of where Timmy went to. I I always thought because he, he used to do like training sessions and stuff like that. But he always arrive and score goals. But I mean, he was only a young kid, so he probably hadn't developed that side of his game, the technical side about getting the ball, which he did at Everton. I, I thought he was, I thought he was a proper Premier League. But did did, did, I, did I sort of see that at that? You know, maybe not. I thought I thought he would be. I thought he'd be a, a top player. I thought he'd be a good player. But Reedy was, Reedy was strong, quick. You know, decent, decent both feet. Um, always thought Reedy would Reedy would go on and 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 be be a top player. But they were all. I mean, what what a good crop to to come through. Like all all of that, and and obviously then they carried carried the club forward for three, four, five years after that. You know, he used to clean your boots, Reedy, didn't he? Reedy did, man. I'm a funny. I I, 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 I I used to look after Reedy when you know, give him, him a few bob and. And I, we we played against we played against Millwall at Northampton up here uh, a year or two after I left. Funny enough, I scored two goals that night. We drew three all, and uh, I come in the bar afterwards and I, I see him really there. I said, "Fucking got that hundred quid I gave you a few years ago, mate." I'm fucking and he started laughing. I went, "I ain't fucking taking the piss, mate." I said, I'm "Fucking playing for Northampton." <laughs> no, but. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, great. Good, good lads. They were, and they were, you know, they were, they were again that that group as well. Were written, like came in and just and played, you know, on the back of the club not doing so well, and just took to it and took on the mantle and the, and the pressure and responsibility. Brilliant, really, really good. And then and then say so Billy Bonds ends up leaving during that time, and your old teammate Ryan O becomes manager with yeah. Alan McCleary. Did yeah. you play much under Rhino and Macca? You sort of coming towards the end of your middle time there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that that season, that 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 preseason, I think it was pretty much the because because obviously he was he was gonna he was gonna play all these boys, you know, Timmy, yeah, uh, Ice, and stuff like that. So uh, he sort of said to me the preseason. It was funny actually. It was weird. I, I, you know, you learn how football works as it goes on, but it was like it was almost like. It was like, you know, Roy Roynaus fucking Roynaus the cautious man in the world, and he like he's like, there's no listen, mate, you know, blah blah blah. He's like and and uh, 
I, I, I was sort of pre-season came, wasn't involved, and I was with the kids, and I haven't really had a conversation and stuff like that. And played a played a pre-season game over at we played Brentford behind closed doors, and I was on the bench, and I come on, and players are our own worst critics and that, and I, you know, you know when you've not played. And I, mate, I did all right. I come on for a half hour. I think I set up a goal. And I, I, I did okay pre-season game. I came in. He fucking slaughtered me. He fucking slaughtered me. You can't. I can't. I'm thinking, what the fuck's happened here? Like, you get this. What about all right? fucking blah. And I'm thinking. And I, oh, oh, so I went out and I said, I said to the, you know, you, you question yourself. I some people. I said, was I that bad when I come on? I said, no, you did it. You did it. Did quite well. I thought, like speaking to the lads, was I? No, no, no. Okay, so didn't get a game and stuff, and I wasn't getting a game. And then he, he called me in, and he said, "Look, you ain't going to be playing. Uh, you can if you can get yourself fixed up, you you can go." I said, "All right, no." Well, he said, uh, "He said if you don't fucking if you don't get yourself fixed up fairly quickly, you'll be out there fucking running till it's dark." Was it a little bit of a difficult? See, not, you, you was your teammate, and now all of a sudden he's your manager. Teammate, and I, and I, and I always, I always go, oh, I work with Rhino. You know, I ne- never had, never had an issue with any of my time at Rhino. But he, he was a manager, mate, and he, and he, and he had, he had a vision of for the club, and you know, he wanted me. I mean, I, mean, I wanted to, I wanted to play. So he was, mm. he was never, he was never going to get an issue from me. I mean, I, I, I signed for the first club I spoke to, so it, I was never going to kick my feet and dig my heels in. I mean, mm. I think Northampton bid, Northampton bid eighty grand. I know that's. I know it's. It might have been a, a, a bit of a blatant situation, but to be fair, he's his manager now. He's sort of turned that player head off there, and he's just gone right. I'm the manager now, and that's that, and it. So yeah. you've yeah. got to respect it in a way, although no, it wasn't the news you wanted to hear. I, 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 I hadn't got an issue with it, mate. You, like you, you learn as you go on in football, and the, the only disappointing thing was, mate, I'd, I'd, I'd look because the, the taste with the cup runs, and I'm like, I'd love to experience. A success with a promote, you know, a promotion. I'd because because you see what the place is like. Like four when you play Arsenal, Chelsea, the noise. And I, I, I was I watched the playoff game with Derby when I because because I, I was just on trial then. I watched it and I thought, you know, and and I see you see the scenes when they get promoted and stuff like that. And I I, I'd have loving just to be. And I think I think I was probably twenty. I think I was probably twenty six, twenty seven. I think when I left Millwall, and I. I, you know, if you're coming into your, your sort of prime years, you know what I mean. I think when you're starting to, and I went, I went to Northampton. I had a couple of blinding years there. We got promoted. I scored a lot of goals and stuff like that. So I, I think I could have contributed. You know what I mean? Like these, these guys that were coming through were exceptional, really, no question. And I, I, I probably wouldn't, have, probably wouldn't have started or get into the team. But I think I could have contributed something as, as part of a squad. You know, you, you feel like you're coming into. But look, that that was what they had to do. And managers. Up and down the country, do that, um, and 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 when I went, I mean, he showed his personal side. I think when I, you know, when I went, I was speaking to Northampton. He pulled me and said, "Look, if it's not right for you, you and your family, <coughs> don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." You know, I need, uh, you know, I know what I've said, but um, but it was, but it was fine. It was, you know, it was. They 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 had a Wembley appearance, I think, the year before in the playoffs, and and they were a club that were. You know they, they were in. I think the two playoff finals on the bounce. They they went up and then so they were a club that was sort of moving forward a little bit. But it, yeah, it's always hard. I mean, I, I left a bigger club. I, I left a, I left a bigger club that had massive potential to be a Premiership club. You know, but no, you yeah. made the move, mate. Did what was best for you, and you um 
You're still up in Northampton, aren't you, these days? Yeah, 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 still up here, mate. Still up, been here, been here since I moved up and, yeah, kids, kids are in school and, and, and everything. Well, not skill left, they're walking now and, you know, they've done the schooling up here, so nice little place, mate. I'm on the M1, so, yeah, you know, out from Elton, Birmingham, Elton, North London. So, yeah, yeah, we, we stayed up here, mate, so, yeah, it's good. What are you up to now? Uh, just, I, I'm only thing, mate. I, I do, I'm back here with a civilian life, mate, so I, I do... Uh, uh, we're going to build as merchants, so you know, building supplies to people, so tip, tipping the forklifts and stuff. So it's Monday, Friday for me, mate. So I do like four one shifts, so I've got my afternoons free and you know, time with the family and stuff like that, which is you know, which is what you're after. I mean, fo- football career is you know, 20 I've done, done 20 years as a pro, and it's I mean, the, the best job in the world, mm-hmm. but there's a lot involved in the travel and being away. You know, when I played for Bristol Rovers, I was. You know, I, I had to spend time down there and do the commute and stuff like that. So it's it's nice now you take all that stuff for granted, being at home and spending time. So yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy that now, mate. So yeah, everything's good. Well, so you had a you had a twenty year career. I, I think it's safe to say there was never a dull moment from your four years at Millwall. No, no, and, no. Um, and, and great pick, memories, Dan. Honestly, great memories. It, it's pick a couple of standout memories. The Chelsea go aside. You can't. You can count that one, but uh, the other ones. <laughs> I think I think I think my first goal I think my first goal at the uh, at the day in the first season I scored against uh, I scored against Burnley um, my first goal it was, it was actually a good goal twenty five yard top bin I remember that you know, your first goal you, you, you dream about your first professional goal when you're a young kid and uh, also mate, I scored I, I scored at Goodison Park I scored so we beat Everton up there four two. <laughs> Taylor onto Savage, one on one here. Savage might really round off Millwall's night. It's 4 2. Millwall in the third round of the Coca Cola Cup. Everton are out. The arms raised aloft on the Millwall bench, and Dave Savage has killed off Everton's chances. And it's another great night for Mick McCarthy and for Millwall. Some, some some great memories and I mean individual games along the way. There's lows. I mean we've talked about the highs and the lows, but the fourth season, you know, going to places like Molyneux, and we, you know, we we, we 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 played some really good stuff in that fourth. It was great to be a part of. We played some really good football, and we and you know we obviously we just we, we fell short and tailed away. But there were some great great moments in that in that fourth year. If you could pick three mill players to go to choose the club, yeah, who would they be? Tuesday club. Uh, oh, don't have to be a Tuesday. <laughs> Give me any day of the week you like. You, you, your choice of free for good company. Uh, Sparky, I'd have, to, I'd, have, I'd have to take. I'd have to take Sparky. And they can't all be Irish. No, no, he 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 he'd be one, mate. He'd be one because obviously we were we we were quite close. Yeah. Uh, who have we got? Tuesday club. I'd probably say. Alex, Alex Ray, Alex Ray, Alex Ray's good, good crack on the night out. I would, I would, I would say Ben, but it's dangerous, mate. I, I, I don't. I, I, it's, uh, I, <laughs> it's, you don't know whether you're going to make it home. Uh, I'd probably say maybe Andy Roberts. Andy, Andy Roberts, good crack on the night out. Andy Roberts, good crack. Mate, out. honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure, though. So you come highly recommended to me, mate, and I've loved every minute of it. So great four years at Millwall, highs and lows, but yeah. that night Chelsea, mate, will always go down in history as an iconic night. And well done to you. And thanks for thanks for your time. At yeah, the pleasure, mate. Today. Pleasure, mate. Really enjoyed it. Cheers, buddy. Good man, Dave. Thank Cheers, you. Mate. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.